This is Inner Healing Paths podcast. Here we discuss the healing of the mind, body, soul, and spirit through a variety of different paths. We have emotional and spiritually minded conversations centering on ancestral healing, psychology, astrology, yoga, meditation, magic, and indigenous spiritual practices of the world. I am your host, Rosa Shetty, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome. everyone welcome back to another episode of inner healing paths podcast i am your host Rosa, and this episode is actually one of my favorite episodes because we got to talk about so many of the topics that i just love to talk about so this episode is with emilia ortega jara she is a mental health therapist from california she's the founder of corazon counseling and in our conversation, Emilia shares about how she incorporates a lot of the traditional indigenous wisdom practices into the healing work that she does with with her clients and in just for herself. She shares how she connects with nature and the elements, how she integrates ancestral practices uh, as a form of healing. And you're going to hear me also share with her what has been helpful and healing for me, what has helped me integrate some of these ancestral practices for the purposes of my own personal healing. So it was such a juicy conversation that we had, and I know you're going to really enjoy it. So without further ado, here's the conversation with Emilia Ortega Jara. Take a listen. Hi, Emilia. Hola, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to yes, have this of course. Thank you. No, and thank you for your patience. I know we had a some difficulties initially, but we're here. We made it. We are here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. So uh Emilia, for those that are not familiar with your work, and um, can you char- uh, share with us a little bit about what you do, the healing work that you practice, and just about yourself in general? Yeah, so um, I have a small little private practice in Corazon Counseling, and I primarily focus on working with um, folks who are in the process of figuring out their life through transitions, right? Whether it's a mama just having a baby, whether it's a woman going through menopause. Um, I also work with young women who are starting their their menses, right? Their um, that rite of passage of their first moon. So I really, my work really focuses on honoring the rites of passage of specifically women and femme. Um, I do work with families and, and, and men as well, but my focus is primarily with women um, and primarily Latinx, Chickenx, um, women and family. So really just honoring the, the rite of passage, the transitions, um, working with um, whatever it is that they're pre- presenting themselves with. I like to use um, a really holistic approach, right? my body and spirit, looking at 
the person and environment, um, including you know the elements, including nature. My my work is really connected to the practice of returning to the land, my returning to our essence, which is uh, Mother Earth. Uh, so my my work is very much centered in those teachings. I always say that Mother Earth is my primary teacher and elder and guide. Uh, so my work revolves around that and really helping helping folks return to uh, their sacredness right? in whatever stage they're in. It's um it's something that I that I that I le- just love to do. It just it just brings me so much joy to see that transformation happen when folks are connecting to whether it's their ancestral practices or um, a reverence to to mother earth or or they're planting their little garden or they're just honoring themselves through self-care practices that's like okay (laughs) it's good I don't need to heal the trauma right it's like such responsibility for me to take but if I could help guide and support um, people in finding their own medicine they could heal themselves because we know we know we're not we're not going to heal the trauma of our clients right but we are here to facilitate that journey for them and that's as a facilitator I love that it's so beautiful the way you explain about returning back to the elements to to mother earth and 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 it sounds like much of what you do that that's more or less what you embodied is just more of a guide return you know helping folks trans transition back to their roots almost right you at at all stages of life right yeah like i was just writing down this um exercise we're going to be doing for the retreat for therapists in a couple of weeks and we and that was one of that's going to be one of the activities is like envisioning yourself as a tree, the compost, the soil, the roots, the trunk in which each one of these represents and how do you embody embody that. And and it really is, it's so so simple. Sometimes we make it so complex or we make it, we try to, uh, what's the word, romanticize it or make it like, you know, woohoo, whatever. <laughs> and it really isn't. It's really yeah. simple. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. I love that analogy or that what you were describing that you're going to be guiding therapists to visualize. I mean, that's so powerful. And just you talking just for a few seconds about that, I I just got a visual and just seeing that visual of myself. I, I for a few seconds I felt that. I really did. And 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 you know, um, I think especially as therapists, we're not used to seeing ourselves in that um, in, in that role of being led also, right? And in being um, to be, I want to say, yeah, I guess guided back, right, to our own roots because we're so used to being in this role of helping others and guiding others, right, to their own medicine or guiding others in their healing journey that we forget that we're also on this journey. I, th- I think men, I, I don't know. I, I think as any therapist that, that is in this field, we're in this field for a reason, right? And a lot mm-hmm. of times it's because through this process, we, uh, whether consciously or unconsciously, we're trying to mend our own wounds, right? Our own, to heal our our own, you know, our past and our wounds. So, 
So I know that a lot of the work that you do, at least more recently, is helping is is being a coach and actually helping other therapists, right? Reconnect. Yes. How yes. would you describe that? This because I know you specialize in transitions across different uh, stages of life. How would this 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 transition, you know, this reconnecting back to the elements? How does that look like for the work that you do with therapists? So it looks like what I'm doing, like retreats. So my, my mm. vision is really an embodied practice, um, which I started la- earlier this year. We did a virtual retreat for therapists, which was uh, very much somatic and using the elements. We saw, we, we, we held them, we, we smelled them, we included all of, the, all of our senses into being in direct connection with the elements. But the dream and the vision, it really is doing these retreats out in nature. So the one wow. happening in a couple of weeks on the 13th and 14th, we will be going uh, out to um, San Diego for a couple of days and doing uh, these rituals and ceremonies with the four elements and the four directions as our guides. And each one of these elements and directions has an embodied practice that they are going that the therapists are going to practice and, and journal on and then have a discussion in the, in the small groups and and really just hoping to that they really embody it where they could practice it every day or once a week or during a full moon or a new moon so that they take with them not only this connection back to to this ancestral knowledge because it really is based on ancestral knowledge and you know I'm using primarily the the, the connection that I have to my ancestral roots, which were, are the Nahua people of Mexico. So that's that's the type of medicine that I'm using. Um, that it's no matter where you are, like we, 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 we're all indigenous to the land, right? And, and all nations and indigenous people have a special connection to the elements and to the four directions. So it really is um, general to, to all folks. Right? Um, so the important piece here is having that experiential moment and connection and embodiment with, with nature and seeing it as, as your guide, right? As, 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 that, as that essence um, that's going to hold you in those moments where you're feeling overwhelmed after you know seeing a client today or after you had a really difficult session or after you get subpoenaed by court for your notes, right? I mean, all these things that are stressors for us. I know for me, I go for my my walks and I feel really, really blessed that I live really close to a canyon. So I go for my walks either in the morning or in the afternoon after work. And that has been such a healing medicine for me uh, to really keep me grounded and, and to do this work from a good place, right? From a place of, um, of ease. Because that's my other goal in helping therapists is like find your ease and your flow you don't have to be like stressed out or or anxious or you don't have to do it all right he's like find your ease and your flow and find your medicine and do that really well and abundance is going to come okay um, but if we ourselves with that we can't that's not going to happen because we're going to keep following this model that's very like Eurocentric, very um, capitalist model of do, 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 produce, produce, produce um, in a cookie cutter, cookie cutter framework. Yeah. 
uh, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, we end up burning out. I mean, yeah. it happened to me. I mean, I, and then my work that I do, it really is from a place of, I've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it, yeah, and I'm, I've experienced that too at, at certain points in my career, because uh, like you said, we, when we do this type of work, when we're showing up for people in this way, um, it, it is, we also show up um, not just with our education and our license or credential, we're, we're showing up with our breath work, for example, the, the time that we take for ourselves, the walks that we do, the, the joy that we feel in our lives, you know, all of that is also part of it, right? So when, when I'm in session with, with, with someone, all of that is also part of it, you know, how I take care exactly. of myself, because otherwise, you, it, it, you're, is not, um, it's not helpful to them, right? When you, you uh, to have a, ther- a therapist that's burnt out, stressed out, uh, that hasn't slept, that doesn't go on walks or whatever, you know, doesn't, mm-hmm. is not, doesn't feel healthy. It's they, that vibration translates also into the work that we do. So I think what you're, the, the work that you do with, um, with therapists is absolutely critical and essential for the longevity of our career, really. I mean, we really do have to take care of ourselves if we want to do this for the long run. And you know, you can always say that our work is so sacred. Like, I I don't know what other career or profession holds space the way we do for folks going through trauma, right? For folks going through like their darkest moments. Yes. I don't know, it's maybe priest or those in the clergy, you know, and, but the, if I don't, if, if that's not a reason why we should really honor and take care of ourselves, and not only that, society <laughs> should honor and take care of ourselves. Like our ancestors used to honor the healers in their community. They used to take care of them. They used to give them food and, 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 and really honor the healers in the community. Like we're seen as, well, it's your obligation. Mm. You should provide free yeah. services. Right? Mm. We don't, we, we don't mm-hmm. have, we, we're not respected, sadly. Mm-hmm. Right? And, yeah. and that's something I really do think it needs to shift from, first of all, it starts with us and mm-hmm. honoring and respecting ourselves by yes. setting those boundaries and, and not um, assuming that we're going to do all this free stuff, right? Or be yeah. accessible. 24 mm-hmm. 7 um and then also by society by our <laughs> yeah our folks that train us and give a you know mm-hmm. give a license and yeah it's so, it's so much deeper right yeah absolutely and, and you know go, going back to that idea of taking care of ourselves first you know it's almost like we have to have that uh, that oxygen, you know, you know, that analogy of the, the, the oxygen and the plane and, you know, the parents are told you have to do, you have to put it on first. Right. And, and that analogy goes for, you know, when you're the parent, I mean, not, you know, talking like as a, as a mother, you know, I have to make sure I take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And now that, you know, we're talking about therapists, like I have to make sure I, have to, I take care of myself. Right. If I want to be uh, helpful in general. So how did you find your your path in being in this role now in, in terms of helping helping other therapists or how, or how did you find yourself called to this role? 
I think because of my personal burnout, (laughs) my, you know, the feeling of really being isolated, feeling um, the sense of obligation to, you know, go back to, I've been doing this work for a very light time. I started in 10th grade. I was a peer counselor. I was a gang intervention. I was part of the gang intervention. I was a peer, um, a camp counselor for the migrant ed program. So this work started at a very young age (laughs) and it's been nonstop. So I reached a point where I was getting really sick and I I developed an autoimmune disease called Graves' disease, which my own immune system was attacking my thyroid, which it's gone now. I had to take it out. And it was, uh, a pretty dark place in my life. And it was directly connected to the stress that I was feeling with the work that I was doing. And that uh, during that time I was a community organizer. So I was doing more macro level social justice work. And that really burned me out because I was seeing like, yeah, we're doing this macro work, but folks are still having interpersonal, like I, here, here I was trying to organize these, these group of mothers to have better you know, educational systems for their children or better housing, right? And they were coming to me crying because they were dealing with domestic violence at home, right? Or they were dealing with their trauma as immigrant women coming to the United States. Um, so that's when my work really shifted to doing some clinical work. And I saw like, wow, we can't, we can't do community organizing, social justice movement work without doing the healing work. That is such a priority, and I think that's what's missing with a lot of groups. So, uh, anyway, that's another topic. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I, you know, I started seeing how important it was to do this um, interpersonal, clinical, one-on-one um, support, and I was just going above and beyond because that's just me. I am, I'm an Aquarius, and I like to, I am humanitarian and I'm thinking always ahead like how could I improve the world (laughs) and a lot of times negating my needs right so I burned out I got really sick and I said okay I need to shift things I need to shift things and what is that going to look like even in my practice with what I saw counseling I was I had a, a group practice and then I realized that's not that wasn't for me like I don't like to manage people I don't like following a capitalist model. So it's like, I'm going to go back to my simple, you know, one-on-one work, group work. And then I started looking into the possibilities of coaching, right? Like, okay, you know, I really like this, this model of person-centered, solution-focused, in the present, um, an opportunity where I could use some techniques and modalities that maybe in my therapy practice they're kind of frowned on like limpias right like these outdoor retreats um like movement like some somatic practices though it's getting more and more like you could use that in therapy which i love i think it's really beautiful but there's still some things that you know maybe limpias are not quite as accepted so that's when I decided to do to do this Yolo Cuica, which means heart song, and and now what, uh, coaching, 
Oh, so beautiful. I love that name. Yeah. I still wanted some connection to Corazon Counseling yeah. um, because I believe in this essence of like helping therapists find their heart song through mm. taking care of themselves. Mm. Because I, you know, and, and to me, what helped me was in dance, I was going to be in ceremonies, going to sweat lodges, singing songs, um, playing my drum. Right. So it was through song and dance, salsa dancing, right? Uh, really helped me through recovery so from that burnout. It rem- reminds me of that hashtag, La Cultura Cura. Yes, <laughs> I love that. It's, yeah, it's because you're going back to uh, a very primal, very old ancestral part within you, right? And you're tapping into that. And and I believe a lot of the medicine that we're searching and seeking is within that very old um, ancestral part. It's almost like this bone memory, right? Like if you, you have your body remembers this, we don't, and you know, cognitively, but our body, our cells, because, you know, when we talk about our ancestors, we are a manifestation of them, right? Our, our cells, our, our hair color, everything that about our body is a manifestation of, of our ancestors, right? Our own lived experiences are because of them, right? So when we connect in such ways, we're tapping into that wisdom and into that healing. Yeah, it's so, so powerful. Isn't that genetic? Yes. A really quick story of how even my connection to my ancestors began. I was five years old. And, you know, my parents are very Catholic. We would go every el 12 de diciembre to see the Virgencita Guadalupe. And there were danzantes, right? The danzantes were the ayotes and the copal burning. And, and I smelled the copal. And man. Wow. Yeah. And I still get emotional. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So I beautiful. Knew, I knew I was home. Right? The smell of the copal, hearing the drums, seeing the. Mm. I was five years old. Here we were at church, right? So amazing. To this Catholic. Yeah. But it's all it's all connected. Yeah, it is. It is. It's It's all connected. So it's it was like that ancestral memory was woken up, and it was at such a time. You know, five years old. That's when I started. Um, kindergarten and that's when I was actively being colonized right so Ah, when I think back to that moment of hearing that that hearing the drums and the tecucolis and smelling the copal and hearing those alabanzas in that same time I was being taught that English right English only um, the Pledge of Allegiance uh, when I was actively being acculturated, assimilated into the American way. Um, when I think about it now, it's like, it was like my ancestors saying, no te olvides. And my dad would always say that, like, you are indigenous, don't forget that. Just no te creas porque naciste aquí, you're all aware, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love all that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And back then, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dad, right? And I did go through a stage in, um, like, middle school, maybe fifth, sixth middle school, where I was ashamed. I was ashamed to speak. I was ashamed that my parents were farm workers. I was ashamed that, um, you know, we were Mexican. Um, 
And, but that, that sumiita was still planted, right? When I would hear the drums, when I would smell that, you know, incense, it's like, oh, when I would hear even like South American music, like the flutes, that really called me. Um, and then it wasn't until high school, like my senior, senior year, and then going into Mecha Ventura College that I started um, going into, um, community college and I was part of Mecha, yeah. but I really got into it, right? Got into the, 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 the being part of the movimiento and proud of, you know, being Chicana and really identifying with that. And really blessed that I had some beautiful teachers and elders, one of them, Joseph Salinas, true to woman, and may she be resting in peace in the spirit world. She was a, one of my first elders and that was back in 1996. And she invited me to a sweat lodge ceremony. Wow. And that, mm -hmm. that was it for me. Like, ah, this is it. This is my, I'm not going back to being ashamed of my indigenous, you know, my indigeneity, right? And though, yeah, I'm light-skinned and though, yeah, I'm not, I don't know the language of my indigenous, that is okay. My, and no one could take that away from me. Right? And I think that's what I want to support other, especially healers that are in that, that journey of connecting um, and feel so much shame and guilt because they don't know the language, they don't know where their ancestors come from, their light skin, their, I mean, there's all these things that, that um, sadly society and social media are putting um, these limits on our growth and our discovering who we are without you know, there's enough shame. We don't need to shame each other. <laughs> we don't need other folks shaming our journey of discovering who, who we are. Wow, oh, goodness. <laughs> no, you're okay. It was so beautiful to hear you share those. It sounds like you had very key moments that just woke you up in a way to your, that seed that you, that was, that has always been there, right? And, and it sounds like that, when you do, were describing that scene, um, you know, as a five-year-old smelling copal for the first time, and it's just such a beautiful story because that's how it is. And, and for you, it, it happened very young. And I, I could see that your parents played a, a huge role, right, in, in making sure that you you remember, you remember. And of course, you, you have to go through your own journey and, you know, as a teenager and all that. But you came back, you know, you came back. Um, once you, you were once again um, exposed to this to this medicine through your school. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of folks share how going, to, especially going to college and getting exposed to just uh, different kinds of people and, and somehow you get you get brought back. <laughs> you know, and, and whether for the first time or, or again, but you, it sounds like it's such a critical stage in our development, right? As, as young adults, 18, 19, I mean, not even young adults, we're still kids, right? 18, 19 year olds. And that's the time where we have the energy to just explore and we're our brain is just soaking it all in. And for you, this is a time where you reconnected back to your roots. And it sounds like you had some great mentors along the way. Yeah, just really blessed for that. Really blessed for that. And, and we um, need that. Yeah. We need mentors. And, and they're yeah. dying. Our mentors, our guides, they're elders, they're teachers. Our elders. Yes, they're, absolutely. They're not, you know, so I think it's important. Something I do want to share is that I think it's really important to 
to connect to those elders, right? To share in it, and, and they don't, and, and it's okay if you don't know a medicine elder, right? But just the elders in general. Yeah, yes. Having those, those, those conversations with your own family members. Absolutely. You'd yeah. be surprised. Like, like when I talked to my abuelita, my dad's mom, like she would say, she told me a story that her grandmother, which was indigenous, indigenous would make them petates. And she would sell them on the street, you know, but which I am thinking yes, about. Yes, I know what it is. It's like a little, um, like a bed, like a makeshift yes. bed, right? With yes. straw, like um, made out of straw. Yep. Made out of straw. Yeah, and that's where people sleep, right? It, people there's sleep. a name for it. I just can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, it's petate. Yeah, it's petate. But there's a name and uh, there's an in English for it, but I can't remember that mm-hmm. name. But yeah, it's basically just a spot on, you know, so you put it on the floor and that's where you sleep. That's where you yeah. sleep. And it was used for ceremonial, like the Nahuatl people or indigenous people throughout Mexico would use it as a ceremonial place uh, where birth happened. And also they would wrap their dead. Right. You don't, you don't only birth and you would have meals and it was such a, a, a sacred piece of connection to the land. Right. Wow, that's so beautiful that you that say is- that, especially with what you described as what you do, that you help folks transition across different stages of life. And this petate is almost like, so in a way is representative of, of you, right? You're, yeah, where yeah, you come from. Hearing that connection with my abuelita, Bibi's abuelita, what she used to do. And I just thought, and this was just a conversation that I had with my abuelita. It's like, oh, what, what did my abuelita do? Like, what did they do? Like, how did they survive? And, um, and this was just recently, you know? So, so my point is talk to your abuelitos, your abuelitas, you'd be surprised. Talk, ask them the, the birth stories, like how, you know, how were their births or how did they birth their babies? And there's so much medicine around the practices of both birth and how muertitos. You know, what were those prayers or those songs or what were the rituals? That's where you start. You don't have to go to an elder in the community, a medicine woman, a medicine man, right? You go to your lineage even better. Absolutely. Go to, you know, start with who's in your in your family because they have so much knowledge. And, you know, I experienced that because for so many for a long time I was searching and, you know, uh, connecting with with folks that I that have so much medicine, so much wisdom, of course, but they weren't in my lineage. Right. They, they were just people that I came in contact with and I learned so much. And then at some point over the course, of, I realized, you know, let me just talk to my mom about this stuff. And, and, and little did I know that she has so much knowledge and wisdom that it's almost like she was just waiting, you know, for me to ask, you know, to, for her to teach me. And, and it's been, so I think that's one of the beautiful things about connecting with, with your ancestors, because ultimately you're connecting back to, to you. And if you are lucky enough to still have your grandparents and your, and your, and of course your parents, and you have those elders in your family still with you, what a privilege it is to, to have this awareness of wanting to connect with your roots and happen to have them in your life. Right. Yeah. And you know, something else I would invite folks to do, if you don't have those, those elders in your life or in the community, go to the trees, right? Go to nature, go to the place. I love that. Just from like, if you're Mm. from Jalisco, Michoacan or Guanajuato or whatever, 
try to try. And if you can't travel for, you know, we know the reasons they go to the place where you live, right? Like if you live in the 805, go to like the ocean or be, be in connection to the oak trees. Or if you live here in, in the IE, right? You know, have connection to, to the, uh, to the canyons here and to the mountains. So it's be in connection to the elders and ancestors of the place that you live in, which I always say our ancestors are also, they're not necessarily the two-legged, right? They're four-legged, they're creepy crawlers, they're the mushrooms, there's the trees, or the, the, the rocks, our abuelito, abuelito, the piedras, right? The mountains, the hills. Those are our ancestors too. I love Go that. To them and, and, and ask for that guidance, ask for that, that connection, ask for, for the dreams. It's the intention. And that's really when it comes to when it comes down to it, is when you set the intention to reconnect, you will reconnect whether you have uh, those elders in your life in person now or whether you just have the memories, the stories and nature, right? You will, if you, that's your intention, you will be, you'll be, um, I guess, reconnected to, to the, that old, old wise parts that hold that medicine for you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Wow. Well, this was such a beautiful conversation and I'm so glad we didn't plan it. It just kind of evolved, right? It evolved. <laughs> and, and it that's what I love about, you know, having talks like this when it's like we go in with some idea, right? But then we just allow the conversation to flow. And it's saying thank you so much for those beautiful stories that you shared. And it's just, it really hit home, especially because, you know, I, I was mentioning to you, I had a crazy morning and, and just hearing you talk and share what you do for, for others, um, especially for other therapists, it just really resonated with me. And I think I just had a moment where I, I'm like, okay, I need to come back. You know, I need to go back to my elements, to what grounds me. And that tree visual that you described, it's so, so powerful. And those, those that, um, those th therapists are going to be attending your retreat next week. Um, I'm sure are going to be so, so blessed to be, you know, really held by you, right? In, in, in this, in nature and in community, that the community that you're mm -hmm. making. In community. Yes. It's really important because it's, our work is really isolating. So hopefully you could join us. Rosa, yes. No, and, and, and I, you know, I, did, I, when you posted that, I, I, I talked about it with, with my husband. I said, how can we make this work? You know, because I have a baby and all that. And it just didn't work out with that particular weekend, but I was hoping so I did sign up. I don't know if you saw me, but I did sign up for the wait list and I was, I was waiting for your email. And then I'm like, Oh, it's that weekend. I can't make it, but I'm hoping to make it to one of the upcoming retreats. Cause it looks just exactly what I, you know, what I'm needing at this point. Mm -hmm. So thank you for offering that. And for folks that would love to work with you and, and see more about the work that you do, how can they find you? So I do have an Instagram, which is kind of easy to, because in that Instagram, there's a link to my website. It's um, Yolo Cuica, or go to my website, Yolo Cuica. Maybe you could write it down. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, or also Corazón Counseling, you know, folks want some, some therapy. I also do uh, a lot of counseling for therapists as well. That's one of my specializations is working therapist and 
the therapeutic and also in the coaching. So let's support them. A lot of times, actually, they come to me for coaching, but we realize what they really need is some, some therapy, then we'll go there. Right? So I'm able uh, to, do, to do both. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, wonderful. Again, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your wisdom with us. And I look forward to another conversation with you like this. Hopefully you can come back again at another time. Thank you, Rosa, for of course. feeling safe to, to share these stories. Oh, so, of course. Yeah, blessings to you. Thank you. I receive that. Thank you. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that you found it healing and nourishing to your mind and soul. If there's a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this information, please share it. Share about our podcast. If you feel called to, please leave us a review as this really, really helps boost our presence here in Apple Podcasts and it makes it easier for others to find us to stay up to date on new episode releases and special events and projects that I'm working on. You can follow us on Instagram at Inner Healing Paths Podcast, and you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website, which is rosachettilcsw.com. And I will include this information and links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next time.